These are stories of women, mothers, and enterprises filled with grit, gumption, and overcoming. Where in the midst of adversity, we see her rise up. She makes a choice. She chooses to emerge. I'm your host, Becca Erickson. Hey, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the To Emerge podcast. You are in for such a treat as we talk with Steph Page, Stephanie Page, who has Stories Foundation. Um, You'll know it maybe as Stories Cafe or the Freedom Truck. You guys have so much to learn from this woman. So I'm excited to have you on. So without further ado, welcome, Steph. Well, thank you. You're so sweet. And I'm so honored to be here. Great. Love that you're on. Will you start us off just giving us the backstory? I know it takes us back to 2012. Give us um, kind of the backstory of everything that you are in and where you guys are headed. So yeah, back in 2012, I actually was on a road trip with my mom. We were reading a book about human trafficking. I had no idea about human trafficking. I thought slavery was over a long time ago, and it struck me in this whole new way. I knew uh, my background is in missions and my husband and I lived overseas and we did work also with Katrina. So I knew about natural disasters. I'd seen poverty. I knew about corrupt governments, but this idea with human trafficking, that one person chooses to target another human being because of their vulnerabilities and then exploit those. It just floored me and broke my heart Mm -hmm. and started me on this journey of, um, yeah, learning more and then really what can we do to fight it? And the initial idea was to start a cafe and we're still working towards that and getting closer every day. But the idea was that if we can empower people through what they do already, which is buy food and coffee to make a difference, that's a good first step for all of us. Amazing. So is the Umbrella More Stories Foundation where people get a platform and people get to But then the mechanism is the food truck? Right. So that's a great question. So when you're starting something, I feel like you have to figure out what in the world you're even doing. And with story, I I know. Do you resonate with that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't have any idea about any of this back in 2012. Let's just put that out there. So yeah, we wrestled with, do we become a nonprofit? Do we organize as a for-profit? Do we take out a loan to open a building? Or how do we go about this? And in 2015, after we'd been doing a lot of awareness, that's really where I started, was speaking. After I'd been doing that for a couple of years, we decided it's time to be a nonprofit and to organize a board. And we did that because we really want this to be a community-activated thing. So allowing other people to come in through nonprofit work allows for volunteers, allows for donors, all of that. So we started the nonprofit, which is Stories Foundation, and Stories Foundation is the over arc. And then a lot of people like to tell me that coffee doesn't make any money, and I'm just like, well, how's Starbucks doing it then? (laughs) Or that people, you know, why would I give money to you when I could just give money to the the organizations? And then I want to say, well, what organizations are you giving to? (laughs) So nice of you. So we had a lot of pushback on our vision. So that's where the Freedom Truck came, is the Freedom Truck is our vision on a smaller scale, still a ton of work and a huge learning curve, but smaller um, overhead, smaller startup costs, and it moves. So we get to take our vision all over the Twin Cities and show people what we're doing and engage them. Uh, So that's been kind of like our little stepping stone to the cafe, which we are hoping to open this fall. 
Amazing. And so is the cafe going to be kind of social impact or it falls under the Stories Foundation 501c3? Yep. Yep. So actually, Stories Foundation just formed an LLC underneath our umbrella. And that LLC hopefully will own the building that then Stories Cafe will be housed in. And then it'll be the same idea as the food truck, which is that people have a suggested donation for the things we sell. And then all of our profit goes back into the anti-trafficking work. And we'll also have like a fair trade store there and host awareness events. And so we'll kind of be a hub for everything that we do. We'll be a hub for the food truck, be our prep kitchen, volunteer training center. And then we're also going to be hiring survivors starting around Christmas time. So. Wow. Wow. Smart. Smart. So, okay. It's not just coffee. I'm not walking up yeah. to, to Freedom Truck to get coffee and uh, be educated. I can get, I can get food. Yeah, we do falafels. Mm. I don't know if people know about falafels. They're Mediterranean. And then we also do pulled chicken um, mm. sandwiches and salads. And we make all our, we make our own pickles, our own sauces. Yeah, it's really yummy. It can be dairy-free. Well, it all is dairy-free and it can be gluten-free. So it's really good food. Amazing. I am GF, so I love that. Well, oh, where does someone find, do you like hop on Twitter and find out like, where's the freedom truck? This is what all these yeah. food trucks do. Yes, Instagram. Okay. We're not on Twitter, but Instagram. Oh, Insta. Okay. Instagram cool. and Facebook, the Freedom Truck. Yeah, find okay. us. And are you guys like busy every day? You're somewhere. Um, we try and go out four to four times a week is what we're averaging. Last week, we're, last week we're out six times. This week it's four. So yeah, we're we're active. If you want to find us, you can find us. We do a lot of breweries. So. Oh yeah, yeah. obviously smart. There's there's plenty in Minnesota. Yes. Tell me this. So when Stories Foundation became its own 501c3, were you planning to give globally to existing organizations? Was it strictly like we're going to solve the problem in Minnesota or do Mm -hmm. you solve the problem or are you pumping the money out to existing charities? That's a really great question. So I'm a huge vision person. So I'm like, let's save the whole entire world. And why do we have to be in a box? But the advice I get is that you focus, you know, when you target your market really well, then you can expand. So currently the company (laughs) is that we, our money goes back to fighting human trafficking in Minnesota. And we do that through our micro grant fund where local organizations that fight trafficking or uh, a social justice cost related to it can apply for a micro grant from us. And then the other part of it, the money will is going to fund this survivor job training program thing we have going right. on. In which case you're acting like a foundation then. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like this combo thing. And mm-hmm. honestly, to answer that question too, I had no idea. This is how nonprofit illiterate I was back in 2015. I had no idea what a foundation did compared to like what an organization did. So we just named it a foundation because that sounded good. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've learned that, you know, if I had to do it all over again, I maybe wouldn't use the word foundation. It but works. It works. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys are grant funded and then funneling it on to another step or if you're just privately funded. But I mean, either way, because you're yeah, offering oh. grants, it mm-hmm. works. Yep. Yep. So far, so good. So, so the big vision, you know, I would like to help people anywhere do this and mm. see stories cafe and freedom trucks in any city that wants to take it on. I'm, I I want to help people make a difference. That's my, my heart. I think social justice issues can feel so overwhelming and also owning our influence can feel so overwhelming and finding our space in this world can be overwhelming. And if there's anything that I can do to help somebody do that, that's a hundred percent my heart. 
So hmm. neat. I'm not the visionary you are for your own thing, but are you having like people's stories up on the walls of Stories Cafe? Yeah, that's like tricky too. So the idea with stories is that when we own our story and we confidently share our stories with each other and use our stories and what we've learned to have relationship with each other, then we'll see stories change. I would love to see survivor stories up on the wall of Stories Cafe. Um, What I've learned in this space is that their story isn't mine to tell. And that's really tricky for, for not just this space, but for a lot of things that we do, right? Like even my daughter's story, like her story isn't mine to tell. And so that's Mm. like a tricky, a tricky space. um, Because when you're fundraising, as I'm sure you know, people want to know the stories so that they feel like there's impact there. So it's, it's a, it's a thing to hold really um, loosely. And I'm not sure exactly how we're going to communicate the impact. I follow a coffee shop in Houston, Texas, that is doing this exact same thing. And they do it really well. And um, they do a lot of the awareness piece within the walls of their cafe. And it's, it's really inspiring. So there are ways to do it without, without telling people stories for them. Right, right. It, it shares the concept without any sort of singled out exploitation. And yes, yeah, I mean, I hear you. Uh, one of the best ways to market is through story and narrative. Mm-hmm. And you might even come across people who do want their story shared. They just don't have the voice yet, or they never right. will have the interest, you know, and so right. it might be fine. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Different than having like a huge picture with your story. Maybe it's just the picture and then a different story, but it'll right. be really cool to see it. Yes. It'll be huh. fun to watch it all unfold. Well, yeah, we'll see. And do you guys own brick and mortar? Like, where is it? That's what we're in the process of right now. We actually made an offer on a building and we're in the process of securing financing. So we have 10% that we can put down, but the bank is wanting to see a little bit more. So we're in this in between where I'm meeting with different financing options and we're getting the bank financial statements they need. And um, we haven't signed the purchase agreement yet. I think we will in the next couple of days. And then the clock starts ticking where we Mm -hmm. need that financing. So I'm really believing it's all going to come through. I'm I'm not exactly sure how yet. So if any of you listening have, you know, a million dollars or even just actually just need 300,000, that's all I need. So I feel like that's changed for some people. <laughs> does, does that significantly increase your annual budget? Does it make you nervous? Yes. Um, no, I don't feel nervous. I think, well, for a couple different things, if we were to which is, this would be my favorite, most amazing story of my life. If someone just gave us the full amount that we needed, then our operating costs really wouldn't change a whole lot. We would bring in way more money and we'd be able to give Mm. more away and do more work Mm -hmm. and actually provide more jobs. That's what this is directly related to. Sure. But even if we, if we only get enough for like a 25% down payment, we have a business plan where we're planning on subleasing our kitchen space to other people who like make their own elderberry syrup or their almond butter or run a food truck. And then that income would cover our mortgage. So I think that we can only make more money, honestly, and Mm -hmm. grow. Smart. And then you'll still have the food truck as well. We will still operate the truck and it would streamline that too, to have our own space that we can prep in and store food. And we, we have a church that's been very gracious in allowing us to use their space, but um, it's always easier to have your own space that you're in control of. So, mm-hmm. and are you guys going all over the twin cities? We are, we are, we're not in Minneapolis a lot because we have to get a special license for that, but we are sure. in St. Paul all the time in the suburbs. We're all over the suburbs. So sure. Do you have to have like a permit in every city? 
it depends. Every city is different. We're licensed by the state of Minnesota Health Department. And then it depends if the city has decided that they want to make money off food trucks yet, if you have to go get a separate license, which is really just a piece of paper because they know right. you already inspected. So Right, sure. Have you learned that the hard way? I mean, <laughs> you just don't know. The reason I decided to do a food truck was I watched a movie, Chef. I don't know if any of you, there's a lot of swearing. That's always my like caveat. With uh, Sophia and then they get divorced and then he, yes. the kid, the kid goes on the road trip. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, okay. yes. So I had this vision that you could just drive a truck around the States and like. Well, he I, gets in trouble. Yeah, in one he did. He did. He did. So he had to move, but you really can't, you really need permits for every state. And yeah. the health department like cares if you're going to be like getting people sick or like, you know, food poisoning. They like, care about that kind of stuff. So <laughs> they should. Yeah. They didn't show that part in the movie. True. Movies aren't always real life. I know. It's yeah. Hard to... Yeah. Huh. So tell me about your role within all of this. It sounds like so many moving parts. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I kind of do a little bit of everything, which I think is the name of the game when you're still, I would say we're still very grassroots. So I do a lot of uh, networking, which is just relationship building and connecting. My heart is really to not, for, for nonprofits to be more connected and not be so isolated. And so I do a lot of that kind of work and then a lot of speaking and um, awareness. And then I, with my food truck manager, she's the only other person on staff and we we create the menu together and we do a lot of the events together and I recruit volunteers and I do, yeah, all the things. I don't know. Yeah. Admin. Yeah. Admin. And then you yeah. go, and then you go home and you keep on working. Yes, I do. <laughs> Time. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm gingerly and carefully and lovingly holding stories all day. And then I go home and I have three of my own stories that call me mom and I have to exactly. keep on working. Exactly. And the older you get, the more you have to hold their emotions and they're, they're like real individual human beings that you have to be sensitive to. Mm-hmm. That's the season of life I'm in. And, and all three of mine are vastly different too. Yeah. Oh, funny how that happens. I, I feel know. Like it's, it's a juggle being a mom and an entrepreneur and it a, is. you know, mission driven person who loves social impact. And I get it. I am yeah. running next to you. I love it. It's so good to know you're not alone, right? Like, Sometimes you feel like a little, you've lost your mind somewhere along the way. Well, and it's nice to be able to look ahead and look behind and to yes. know that in both directions, we are being mentored and then we are mentoring and, yes. and then there are some we're running right next to, and we believe in just a better life for our kids and just getting over some of these really sad things that people are dealing with. Mm, exactly. Yeah. I like that. If only women, we could grasp that a little bit better that we're running together or we're mentoring instead of comparing what mm. difference would that make? Gosh, that? I see a shift though. I really yeah. am seeing the shift of community over competition. And yes. I think it's like so good of... for my little heart. Yes. yes. Collaborations yeah. are happening more. I don't think people really love going to bed at night thinking they're vixen oriented rather than the victory for everyone. Yes. Um, and that's how I want to be. I want to just champion everyone. Yes. <laughs> and everyone's cause. Me too. I give away every money to every cause. That's me too. I just actually did a podcast interview this morning and I was like, and what's your website and what, how many supporters do you need? <laughs> but that makes my heart so happy because I, I think that there's enough for all of us. And I think it, it, it's all necessary and good. And if we all engage everybody in the world, if they all engage just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if someone wants to come and work at your cafe, yeah, how can they follow the timeline? Where would they apply? Are you yeah. exclusively wanting survivors first? Or are you obviously you need to have management that knows what they're doing first? Yeah, and we're volunteer driven. So even okay. with hiring survivors, we'll still need a lot of volunteers to keep the ship running. Our truck is mostly, well, pretty much all the way volunteer driven, except for our food truck manager. Um, so yeah, our website is That's amazing. You have that support. many people that are getting the truck out there four to six times a week. Yeah. And they're volunteers. Yeah. We need more. Yes. But yes, the ones who have been doing it, they deserve special gold star ribbon happy. Well, spot. they're doing it for reasons that have nothing to do with gold stars. That's what it's I, that's... true. It's true. <laughs> it's people. True. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really sweet people. So we need more of them to make it all keep happening. And um, you can fill out a form on our website and you could message me too. All the information to contact us is on our website. You can get on our newsletter li uh, list and follow along with what we're doing and the progress and Facebook and Instagram Stories Foundation. So tell me um, when you kind of, you thought you were running hard and you actually smacked into a wall what, like, what was it around you that was like, I, I'm, I'm done, I'm giving up, but then actually a small light inside said, keep going because of this. What, what keeps you going? Yeah, it's always because of the people. I just had a woman the other night, we had coffee and she, she looked at me and she said, I want you to know that you need to keep going because you're a voice for us. And it just makes me cry because in the nonprofit world, it's so easy to be like, what in the world am I doing? And that happens, what you just described happens, you know, way more than anyone realizes sometimes every day in certain seasons. And so to, to know that, um, that we, you know, I do it for the people, for the people mm -hmm. who don't have a voice, for those who are abused, for those who are, are trapped, either those who, both sides, those who are being abused and taken advantage of, and exploited and the exploiters, those who are trapped in sexual addiction or trapped in materialism, because they're not free either. And that's not a way for anybody to live. Agreed. Trapped. So that's why, because it's necessary. And we have a culture of slavery in lots of different forms. And we need mm. to speak out against it and give people ways to make a difference. Which is what you're doing. Well, thanks, friend. You're doing that. It's just, it's neat to see people, I mean, you're on a road trip with your mom, right? And yeah. something sparks and you put it into tangible steps or someone does that for you because you're the visionary thinking big things. And so someone gives you linear steps. Yes. Yeah. And then you just keep showing up and you keep listening. Yeah. And I think that's the key is that you just don't quit. I think somebody said recently or in the last six months that failure is quitting and anything else is success. Like if you just don't quit, then you're succeeding. So right. just don't right. quit. Keep At least going. show up and learn something. Just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, gosh, this is just inspiring and really fun. I hope a ton of people are going to go jump on Instagram and learn more. Go to your website, Stories Foundation. How wonderful is Stephanie Page? I appreciate your time. And I wish you all the greatest on an opening of Stories Cafe. Well, thank you so very much. And thanks so much for the honor of getting to share my story and to be here to chat with you. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. Welcome to the To Emerge podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Emerge Mothers Academy, a Twin Cities nonprofit equipping single moms through social work, counseling, work preparation, and a microloan grant program. 
We believe all moms can emerge as confident women and caring moms. To get involved or support us, please visit EmergeTwinCities.org. The To Emerge podcast is brought to you by Emerge Mothers Academy. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a positive review. A special thanks to our media manager, Laurel Goulson, and to Jessica Manning for our music. 